Welcome to Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit, the podcast that dissects who framed Roger Rabbit one minute at a time, with special guest Kira McCarthy. Hello, welcome back to Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit. I am Chris Blair, as always, and also, as always, Annie McMullen is Annie McMullen. I am still Annie McMullen. Hello. <laughs> and Kira McCarthy is here being Kira McCarthy. Hello. Still still an improviser extraordinaire. Still. That has not changed still. between last minute and this one. <laughs> <laughs> here, here's the thing with Kira. I've been performing with her for like 10 years now. And I will say there has been so many shows where people come out and in front of all the rest of us will turn to Kira and say, you're my favorite. <laughs> it became kind of a joke at the some it was like oh and people come to me and be like i know what you're gonna and then there's nobody like everyone's standing there too people be like you're my favorite and then they'd see everyone looking and they'd be like oh you guys are good too <laughs> but you're my favorite which i don't know why that just makes it worse i wish they just looked at everyone else in the show and like were you were you in the show <laughs> do you work at this theater Mm, I think (laughs) in the shows I've done with Kira, people did that. I would be like, no, I wasn't. That was, that was someone else. (laughs) (laughs) We are doing minute 14 today. Uh, Minute 14 begins with Dolores still hanging onto those cups and plates and ends with her making the big reveal that a tune killed Eddie's brother. Ooh. Uh, I know, big moments, big moments. This explains so much. When we start the scenes, he he is also um, I I have it like frozen right at the minute, and uh, he is like cradling this goblet of beer, <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's yeah. he's never held something so tenderly and lovingly in his in his life. <laughs> Eddie's drink count. The drinks that he's actually consumed is officially three now on screen. On screen. We, yes. we do have, there are some questions here because also in this frame, uh, there's four or five, it's hard to tell from on my screen, uh, shot glasses just upside down in front of him, which I think is the universal symbol for I drank these. So yeah. we know he is also consuming shots off screen. Well, it could be someone else's shot too. And Dolores True. is just terrible at cleaning up the bar. She's just true. The bar is a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's way too busy hanging onto those cups. It's like no time to clean the bar. She's in back, perilously st- stacking dishes for the next time the train comes by. It's also clearly like daytime, like like yeah. early, like it's bright outside. Still, you can mm-hmm. see through the windows. We, I don't know if we ever establish what time it is, but like it's not you know, it's not even like 5 p.m. But like, then this greasy guy shows up. Mm. Am I getting ahead of myself here? Well, no, no, no. this is, this is it. This is Angelo, by the way, played by Richard Ridings, voice of the daddy pig in the show, Peppa Pig. Oh. You know, I don't watch Peppa Pig, uh, but I will say that like, daddy pig feels like an apt name for this <laughs> character. Peppa Pig is British. Is he British? Do you know that? Oh, I did not. Because Bob Hoskins origin. is, which is not something you, you would necessarily know mm-hmm. from Eddie. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but he shows up and he's all greasy. Like maybe he's off of his job doing whatever he does. Maybe he works on like his hands are filthy, uh, which is really alarming since he's trying to eat an egg. <laughs> he's peeling an egg with these disgusting hands. Like go get some, get some. Uh, <laughs> something already carnal and kind of weird about hard-boiled eggs on their own. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's yeah. not like you're ever like, you know. I don't see Dolores in her get up with her nails and being all done being like, you know what I'm going to do? Just mow down a few hard boiled eggs. <laughs> Whatever this guy does, maybe he works on the trains that terminate here at the terminus bar or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but he's doing greasy stuff. But like, you think about there's no like Ziplocs Tupperware probably is not around yet. So if you want to have a to go snack, an egg is already self-contained. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you do it right, you could peel it without ever touching the part you're going to eat with your greasy, filthy hands. I don't think that's a concern for this guy. <laughs> I think more than once that guy has eaten a big chunk of shell and just been. <laughs> well, okay, and then let's I, just to focus on the egg. If we just take the eggs arc through this scene, um, when he shows up with it, he's kind of attempting to peel it he does crack it like as emphasis on some of the little you know cartoon guys that he's saying there but when it gets put in his mouth it's completely peeled which it definitely was not two and a half seconds before that and the peel is brown right so it could be like okay maybe it's not peeled and it's white but that peel is brown and then it's definitely white when it Okay, okay. So I just went and watched I just went and watched this back. And he 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 caught, walks in with his lunch pail, like the old-timey metal lunch pail, right? He sets that down on the right-hand side, but then with his left arm, he grabs an egg off the bar. This oh, is a bar these are, egg. These are bar eggs. This is a bar egg. That used to be uh, a thing. Yeah, that's upsetting. And the, <laughs> they're a lot of times pickled. By the way, Richard Ridings is in fact an English actor, so this is an American accent that he's doing. This is his impression of what an American's like. Same with Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Like, I, I remember since, you know, as we have discussed in the earlier episode, I saw this in my youth. I was surprised to find out like through interviews and stuff that Bob Hoskins was British. I like to me it was always like American actors doing a British accent and not the other way around. Like that, I <laughs> it was didn't like, occur what? to you. We don't do that. <laughs> Cause yeah. we don't have an accent. That's why. Yeah. Well, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, it also was amazing to me when I would find out that like singers were British because mm. everyone sings with like the same accent. Like I, I was alarmed that Billy, Billy Idol was British. I couldn't wrap my hand head around that. I couldn't wrap my yeah. hand. This, this guy has, um, such a specific vibe Mm -hmm. that is so like triggering for me I don't know how it is for anybody else I I, I feel like it's probably uh, accepted very differently for women and men because every woman has had a man like this do this to them 
like come up mm. and be like, "Hey, little lady, oh, <laughs> you think oh, that girl drink you're drinking?" Uh, he's always forty to sixty years older than you. He's always yeah. his face is always sweating like that, and, uh, and he's. Yeah, and he's always talking so close that you can feel the moisture coming out of his <laughs> mouth. Do you think it's good then that he is hanging out in this bar where there are no women except yes. for Dolores? Yeah, and she's yeah. safely behind the bar. Mm-hmm. He also uh, has no problem with pushing crushed cowboy hat guy <laughs> who, again, true to form, does not react at all. This guy's job <laughs> is to just... I it. think he might actually be a statue. <laughs> he's he's an animatronic guy they borrowed from Disneyland. Yeah, it is it is fascinating how little reaction him or anybody else in this bar has to anything that's going around. He he then uh, teases Eddie uh, by mentioning some cartoon characters that he's going to work for. I'm going to list these because these are all legit real cartoon characters. We've got Chili Willy. He was created by the thing about uh, Chili Willie is he did not come around until 1953, which is six years Wait after this Wait a movie. minute. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. So, I remember the song. You remember the Chili Willie song? I don't. Chili Willie. Something, something, something. Ha, he, achoo. Remember this? Oh, I remember the achoo. Yeah. I don't remember why I would know the Chili Willie song. It must be in something else, but... I remember the Chili Willy song. My thought on Chili Willy is maybe he's just like a known celebrity, like, or he's known for something else, but he hasn't had a show yet. He's just known around town. I mean, you know, it's like people knew who people were. Maybe he did like a local show, like he had a, mm-hmm. a live show that he did before the. Yeah, did some like stage yeah. thing. Yeah. He was created by Tex Avery, uh, who created so many cartoon characters in Walter Lance Studios. Very, uh, very good cartoon. We've got Screwy Squirrel, who was also created by Tex Avery. But way back when he was at MGM in 1944, Screwy Squirrel cartoons, not as good. Didn't, didn't take <laughs> off. Do, do you remember the Screw? Everybody remembers that Squirrel song. Yeah, that... That one did not survive the ages. There is no yeah. uh, big Screwy Squirrel fan base. I feel like Screwy isn't as good. Like Chili Willy Rhymes. Mm-hmm. Screwy has that whole like, I don't know. Feels naughty. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, he is. He is a very naughty squirrel. Naughty squirrel. <laughs> uh, we have Dinky Doodle was created by Walter Lance, who later later has a studio, uh, but he was in the 20s. Now, if you remember, like, there was a, a cartoon character called Coco the Clown that was was in last week, but um, it was kind of the, the same thing of Roger Rabbit, cartoon characters interacting with real-life people, but back in the 20s, and Dinky Doodle was a, was a little boy from that cartoon. Oh. So wait, so has then at this point Dinky Doodle aged? I don't believe so. I, I don't think you Dinky Doodle... <laughs> is that established in this yeah for the most part cartoons do not age the only exception seems to be baby herman who um looks like a baby but uh acts like a 50 year old man but we also don't know if he wasn't just born that way he very well could be i dinky doodle sounds like a derogatory euphemism for a penis <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. yeah which is maybe also why that didn't 
why he wow. didn't survive after yeah. the 20s. Like, what if, like, all the cartoons from the 20s were just, like, it, it's a it's a weasel in trousers. It's a trouser weasel. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a whole camel. It's a camel toe. Like, did they not know these types of things in the 1920s that this is not going to age well? I think they did. I think, I think. I honestly think like in a lot of ways we've gotten just like more puritanical about stuff. Like I think there was a time when people realized that children could kind of self-censor and they wouldn't pick up on the facts that it was. And then it was still fun for adults, you know? And then like, think about uh, there's a a lot of uh, discussion around like what PG used to look like versus what it looks like now and what PG 13 used to look like and all that stuff and how like we've gotten way more strict about that stuff than we were at least in the like 70s 80s I don't I wasn't around in the 20s I am old but not that old <laughs> <laughs> well there's also like the focus on violence versus sex like and which is worse and what are we trying to keep you know it's like violence seems to be way more accepted but you can't see boobs anywhere or something you know yeah that's just like, a God very forbid someone see a butt but you could have people murder each other and yeah, that's, that's fine, fine. that's fine um, Angelo also mentions Little Bo Peep, which I could not find a specific big Little Bo Peep cartoon character aside from the Toy Story one. So maybe she's been hanging around since the 1940s and she just didn't make it big. I mean, she's a, a like a nursery rhyme. And so there were a lot. That was a thing was like to, you know, like a lot of the early Disney cartoons were, you know, like the three little pigs and stuff was like they started with stories that were already there. So it right. could just be that, right? It's like... Yeah, I mean, there was like, it looked like there was like a few like minor versions of her, but not a big one, which made me wonder like, did Angelo not have any more references that he could yeah, hit? Yeah, he the, But the good thing about Bo Peep is that she has a legit, because Eddie's a detective, right? Mm. She lost her sheep. So like that, that could be where he's going with that one is like, she actually has a problem. Little Bo Peep. We know that's established. She's not good at holding on to her sheep. Yeah. (laughs) Like definitely thinks he's way more clever than he is. Mm. You know, he's just like, let me, uh, these are all the cartoons I can name. (laughs) We're going to eat an egg. Even for Eddie's, like what his background situation, I feel he gets triggered really hard in this moment. That look he has on his face as the camera zooms in on him, he is just in another planet with rage. Well, we find out why. Yeah, we find out why. It's it's still, just for the, the things that Angelo's hurling out, this seems like a big reaction. I mean, he yeah. first kicks away his chair, making his head, that that looks brutal when it's Yeah, like curb stomps him. <laughs> yeah. like, it's a sweet move, though. It, right? <laughs> yeah. That's my takeaway from this. My takeaway this is like, holy shit, Eddie is a secret ninja. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's really hardcore. And he calls him Meatball, which is an interesting, I don't know what this is. Is this like a meathead sort of thing? Or? Maybe it's, uh, his name is Angelo, so maybe it's like a, a little bit of a, an Italian jab. That's what I, w- I was thinking yeah. that too, yeah. yeah. One thing we, we did skip over because we were so interested in this, uh, this Angelo character and the egg, yeah, mostly the egg, <laughs> um, is, uh, is the part where, you know, Dolores is like so fed up with Eddie that she doesn't even believe that the check is going to be good. 
you know, yeah. she's like, she's like, is this even on good paper or something like that? And he's like, read the, read the signature. <laughs> uh, yeah. And they realize, oh, holy, you know, shit, it's RK Maroon. Yeah, says a lot about Eddie, the fact that like his own kind of girlfriend, ex-girlfriend thinks that he'd have like a, a check that is not good. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she doesn't seem, we don't see that she's too shocked. You know, she has a little moment of why would, uh, hey, why would you be working for, a, is that the cartoon place? Yeah. We're leading up to this big reveal at the end of the minute. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also yeah. plays to the fact that like Eddie used to be like legit. And I think the Angela says that too, right? Like Mr. Big Detective Man or something. Uh-huh. Like he's kind of like, so uh, that's also like maybe why Eddie has such a big reaction, right? Like Angela's hitting all of these buttons. Like, hey, you used to have a life. You used to be successful. You used to have a brother. And now you're working for tunes. But Angelo does not know the reason that Eddie is so upset by the tune. Right. We find out. Maybe he just knows some information, heard it around, and uh, is just pushing the buttons that he knows to push. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie shoves the egg into Angelo's (laughs) mouth. So not only has this egg been all over Angelo's disgusting fingers, but now all over Eddie's disgusting fingers, too. Before Eddie was just sitting on the bar. Oh, I guess he (laughs) dropped. It. is that the idea he dropped it the peel miraculously falls off when he drops it that chair move was a lot more complicated than we thought it also peeled the egg <laughs> <laughs> i think like uh, i really love that right after when when angela stands up after eddie walks away from you know having the living shit beat out of him in three <laughs> seconds uh he stands up as if he's fine and he he makes the choice rather than like spitting the egg out uh, he makes a choice to just chew, to just <laughs> power through. He's like, I am not giving up this egg. <laughs> I have nothing I like after a hard day of greasy, greasy work <laughs> and eating a maybe pickled hard boiled egg. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm really sweaty. Anybody got an egg? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right now it's an egg. And he just carries on this conversation asking what happened disgustingly while chewing on this egg. You just see yolk and that whole mix just moving yeah. around in his mouth. The okay, yolk then first he appeared. says, he says, what's his problem? And, and this is where Dolores drops the tune killed his brother. For my money, this, this acting, this look that Dolores gives when she delivers this line, it, it's telling us so much. It's one it starts off with like, she's maybe a little hot under the collar. Like that ninja move worked for her. <laughs> you know, you can see her chest kind of rise like in a, and it, and it shifts into that. Like, you know, the, we're back to like, maybe a little bit of like pity, a little bit of like, oh, what, what could have been, but it's definitely mixed with, with horny. <laughs> yeah, I think this really did it for her. Probably she hates Angelo too. And like, him doing this specifically to Angelo probably yeah. did a little something. Yeah. Dolores is all of us. And, and one other note about that is that uh, as soon as she says Atune killed his brother, Cowboy Man turns around. It's the first he he's reacts. Finally and he, he's finally listening. He finally sees something that happens. All, everyone at the bar goes <gasps> and turns around. But, but Cowboy Man uh, actually reacts. 
which makes that re- makes like them them not reacting before i think makes this moment even bigger is it's like all these things doesn't do anything but the fact that a tune killed eddie's brother is like the biggest deal agreed which tells me that this is a very rare thing like tunes are not killing people very often at all well yeah they're real they're all they're fun all fun and games it's all screw screwy squirrel (laughs) 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 squirrel's not murdering people oh yeah dinky doodle probably zero body count Uh, i mean he has he has a villain origin story if there ever was one. He, he's named Dinky Doodle. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else for this minute? No, I mean, I think that uh, my MVP for this minute is glaringly obvious. Uh, it's the egg. Thanks. There's no, yeah. no competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, strong yeah. choice. Yeah. yeah. And we had a lot of good stuff happen in this minute. You know, we had uh Dolores's uh horny gaze we had Angelo's um terrible list of cartoons we had there was a lot there was uh, you know Eddie's ninja moves but nothing nothing stood a chance those greasy fingernails <laughs> those greasy all over that egg <laughs> uh, so we have one more segment for for today and that is something we call Hypothetical Thursday. Hypothetical Thursday, join in on the fun. You can participate in Hypothetical Thursday by joining our Facebook group, Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit Listeners, where we'll pose a question every Thursday and read some of our favorite answers the following week. The question I asked last week is... If you were in an alternative universe where a different director directed Who Framed Roger Rabbit, who would you like to see do it? Darren said Billy Wilder. He had both film noir and comedy chops. Very true. Jeff says Michelle Gondry. And then Josh says Spike Jones. Both of them, I would imagine, Charlie Kaufman would write it. Josh also suggests Miyazaki even though there's no way in hell he'd touch it. And Michael says, Tim Burton or the Toshi Kon. It'd be very non-linear with many time jumps. We'd see the same story told by multiple people and by the end would question Eddie's sanity. (laughs) I love all of these answers. And you can answer this week's question, again, who analyzed Roger Rabbit listeners. And now for this week's question. We got to hear these different characters, Screwy Squirrel, uh, Chili Willy, who's a penguin. You know, we got all these different cartoon animals. What animal does not get enough cartoon representation? What animal would you like to see done more as a cartoon? My answer would be my very favorite animal, and that is a capybara. If you're unfamiliar with capybaras, they are essentially giant guinea pigs. They're chill with all other animals. There's a website called Animals Lying on Copybaras, which is nothing <laughs> but exactly that. So not enough copybara representation in cartoons, and we need more. Okay. Um, sorry, I don't wanna I don't wanna piggyback too much on, on you, but um capybaras, there are capybaras in Encanto. Uh oh really? But oh, okay. not, well, this they're, is... they're arguably not cartoon characters because 
they are themselves. Mm-hmm. Just if when Encanto's good, by the way. Um, but there there are capybaras in it. Oh, okay. Well, my wish is already coming true then. Okay, good. So you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, I'm lucky. You manifested this for the new year. <laughs> yeah, the secret works. Yeah, I, I want to say, well, okay, now I can't remember the name of the animal that I'm thinking of. Um, but I, what are those weird looking, it's like a mole rat. Is that the right thing? They're really pale and they're like really, really mm, ugly. Yeah, like a naked mole rat. Yeah, a naked mole rat. That's what I'm thinking of. There, mm. you don't see enough of them, and mm. they, uh, they. You're you thirsty for it. more naked mole rat. <laughs> they're a beautiful creature. They don't age. They're impervious to aging, and they also um, can't get cancer. I don't know how well that translates to being a cartoon, but you just don't see a lot of naked mole rat cartoons. Well, you've got the joke built in with the naked mole rat is always having to cover itself or something because yeah, it's yeah, constantly. Yeah, yeah, Put some clothes on. Mole <laughs> <laughs> the mole rat. Or what was... Yeah. Penis the mole rat. Yeah. <laughs> right after it. I know. Naked mole rat, mole rat would be censored, but violent mole rat, completely yeah, yeah. fine. Totally yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah. What a twisted world we live in. Um, this one's hard. I was I was thinking we should go with something hairless also. I, I was going down that road. I was like sphinx cats. Like, let's think because because you know, most animals are represented pretty well in cartoons these days. Um, but you know what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say dolphins. Mm. And this may be a hot take, but I, I know they are represented, but they are sort of universally represented uh in this sort of like ethereal good you know they're great they're lovely the the and and i think that dolphins have a sinister side that we should explore oh a very sinister to get dark with dolphins and that's what i want to see i'm scared i'm terrified like the fact that people want to get in the water with a 1200 pound animal and be like yeah just go for it (laughs) Like, sure, I exist on land. I, I'm not a super strong swimmer. You, you weigh 12 times as much as me, but like, well, let's hang out. <laughs> on your turn. Yeah. If there was a dolphin in this movie, it would for sure be a suspect. So, uh, thank you, Kira, for joining us. Uh, please come back Friday. Join us for minute 15 if you can. Okay, I'll see what I can do. All right, great. This has been Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit. I want to thank Dueling Genre for hosting us. You can check out many of their Movies by Minutes podcasts uh, on DuelingGenre.com. And come join us on Friday when we'll be back for Minute 15 of Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit. <laughs>